name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, for all is now ready. These are the joyful words in the gospel today. Everything has been prepared. The invitation which has been given, now you can fulfill that invitation by coming. But we hear the excuses about possessions of land and of cattle, about obligations to others. One says, I'm married, therefore I can't come. He gives no other reason. And we see that the people who were invited are not prepared. They're not ready, even though the feast itself is ready. Now this is a parable of the kingdom of God, certainly that we each have an invitation which becomes fulfilled at the moment of our death. Have we prepared ourselves for that moment when the invitation which has always been there is now being fulfilled? But it's also a parable of the divine liturgy. We have a banquet table richly laden are we coming? Are we prepared? Do we say, oh, I have this, I have that, I'm going on a trip to wherever I go. I don't know if there's a church. I'm not going to look because I'm on vacation. Or I come late, habitually. There are many ways in which we are not different from those within the parable. It is ultimately a parable of readiness. Come, for all is now ready. Ethimos is that Greek word for ready. It also means prepared, the same word. But specifically, it's a parable of the readiness to receive. Because in the parable, the food is ready. At the banquet table of the altar, it's always here for us. And the kingdom of God is awaiting us. So it's not a question of, the thing itself being ready, it's a question of us being ready for it. Like the parable of the ten virgins. You remember that parable, the five wise and the five foolish? The ones who are waiting, waiting, waiting for the time when they could go into the, the feast. Those who were wise, they had the oil. And as we know from the the writings of the fathers, that that oil signifies the cultivation of virtues. So it's not simply that the wise were being stingy, it's that they had something that the foolish couldn't acquire. They didn't cultivate the virtues and therefore they were unready to enter the banquet. And the master said, truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore. Those were the words right after that. He says, truly I say I do not know you. And then he says, watch therefore. Be ready, be pre prepared. Ethimos. This word appears many times in the New Testament and the Old Testament, not surprisingly. This word ethimos, to be prepared or ready. In the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew, it says, ethimosetetinodon kiriu. Prepare the way of the Lord. This was quoting from the book of Isaiah. Prophet Isaiah said, prepare the way of the Lord. In reference to whom? To our patron saint, John the Baptist. 
And so in the Gospel of Matthew, that line in Isaiah is fulfilled in John the Baptist, who is preparing the way of the Lord. His entire life was a way of preparing the way of the Lord. You know the beautiful story of what happens after John the Baptist is beheaded, right? He continues preparing the way of the Lord in Hades, saying the Savior is coming, the Messiah is coming. And then our Lord on Holy Saturday goes and obliterates the gates of Hades, and this is the joy of the resurrection of Pascha. So our own patron saint is an icon of preparedness, of being ready. Like all of the righteous people before, they were before Christ, they were prepared. This is who we celebrate today, and this is the reason why we read this gospel. The gospel is appointed for the holy forefathers, those who were before Christ, but not just anyone before Christ, those who were prepared for the coming of the Christ, his ancestors. And because of this feast, we read this parable about preparedness. The prophet Isaiah wasn't the only one to write about preparedness. King David, after his grave sin, if you recall the life of David, he had someone murdered so that he could be with his wife. And after that grave sin, he composed the 50th Psalm that is a great treasure for us, that we say in almost all of the services of the church and in our personal prayer life, a psalm of deep and great repentance. And after that Psalm 50, because of his deep repentance, he wrote in Psalm 56, Etimi ikardiamu, O Theos, etimi ikardia. Again, that word, etimos. My heart is ready, O God, my heart is ready. What beautiful words. That we could all say that. My heart is ready, O Lord, my heart is ready. St. Nikolai Veromirovich wrote in the prologue of Okrid a poignant little description of that psalm. He says, The repentant King David at first had followed his own sinful desires and thoughts. That is why he was like a ship out of control in a stormy sea. But when he realized that the storm would drown him in the end, he turned with great repentance and warm tears and to God, and just then turned the ship of his life completely to the will of God. My heart is God, my heart is ready, he exclaimed with immense peace in his soul, because he knew that he had delivered his ship into the hands of the perfect guide. The storm was still raging, the winds and the waves were beating him furiously, but he was not afraid, convinced that nothing could overthrow the ship of his life and that his ship would soon sail safely into a prosperous port. King David saw what it was like to not be vigilant, to not be prepared. And this is how he fell into sin. So he repented, he cleansed himself, and he became prepared for the coming of the Lord. Cleansing is a crucial aspect of becoming ready. If we look at the guests in the parable, they weren't preparing themselves for that great day. They were focused on other things. And likewise in the liturgy, how often we talk about the cares of life. Let us who mystically represent the cherubim. You notice him? Yes. About the world, the cares of life. We want to turn these away. In so many of the hymns of the church, in the liturgy itself, we talk again and again about the cares of life, the prayer 
before the gospel reading. Likewise, because these cares of life are what are pulling us away from the, the banquet feast, the banquet feast here and the banquet feast to come. Last Sunday, I read from St. Paul's second epistle to Timothy because it described how to become sanctified like St. Savas, the sanctified. It said, if anyone cleanses his vessel from dishonorable things, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. That last part, preparedness, prepared for every good work. Ispas ergon agathon itimazmenon. That same word, preparedness, it's everywhere in, the, in the, the Bible. The way we prepare to receive is through cleansing, like the five wise virgins, cultivating of the virtues. This is how we are cleansed. And as St. Paul says to Timothy in that epistle, then we become sanctified, useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Our heart is ready when it's been cleansed when it's been made new. You know, our Lord says in another place in the Gospels about the wineskins. And it's kind of an interesting passage, if you recall that, about the wineskins. He says, And no one puts new wines in old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the old wineskins. The wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Is he talking about wine? What is he talking about? Our heart. Our heart. Is our heart prepared to receive the Lord? Is it prepared? Can we say, my heart is ready, O oh God, my heart is ready? Because if we still have old wineskins, that's our stumbling block to receiving the Lord. If we haven't cleansed, we look at that vessel of grace, St. Spiridon, who's commemorated today, a powerful example of one who has that vessel of his heart purified. He became a vessel of grace so much that there are countless miracles in his life and after his life. He lived around the time of St. Nicholas of Myron Lycia, but he was a simple shepherd, a literal shepherd. And then because of his great holiness, he was made into a shepherd of the church, a bishop. St. Spiridon, he spoke to his daughter who had died in the grave, spoke to her. He performed many miracles. Even in the Apolitikion today, it was talking about some of those miracles. And at the St. Nicholas party, we talked about another miracle of St. Spiridon. At the first ecumenical council to combat the Arians, he described how the Trinity is one and yet three. He took a brick in his hand, and in a moment, the brick turned into earth, fire, and water. And this new icon we have of St. Nicholas, it shows that image of the fire coming up, the water pouring down, and the earth remaining. And through this he showed a brick is earth and fire and water, and yet it's one thing, all composed together. And so this is an image of the Trinity. So this simple shepherd gave an image that was too profound for those Arians, and so he overcame the heresy. St. Spiridon has performed many, many miracles throughout the centuries. Again, we have Google and searching on the internet, so you can read about these. And I encourage you, read about the miracles of St. Spiridon. To this day, his incorrupt relics, 
his body, which is still flexible after 1,400 years, is kept by the pious on the island of Corfu, where a family that had brought it from Constantinople at the fall of Constantinople, it has been kept in their family for these hundreds of years. And each year they bring it out to process. People can go and venerate the relics of St. Spiridon in the church and receive miracles to this very day. That's a vessel of grace. That is one whose heart is made ready. As we approach nativity, we're reminded of a heart that was ready as well. One who made her body the literal vessel for containing the fullness of God. As it says so many places, the container becomes the container of the uncontainable. Three weeks ago, we commemorated the feast of her being in the, presented into the temple. And this is where we learned more about her life before the nativity, how her entire life was a preparation. If you recall, I read that homily from uh, Egomen Gregory Zanes. And in that homily, he talked about how the Virgin was in the temple and ceaselessly praising God and submitting her will to his. And then about how St. Gregory Palamas even described that she came to realize that a Messiah was needed. And she said, can I be the servant of the, of the one who brings the Messiah into the world? She was so humble, so humble. And so she prepared herself, prepared this vessel of her body to become the literal container of God in his fullness. But that path is a path for us as well. As well. In every way, she conformed her will to God's will, and this made her heart ready for when the angel came and said to her that she would be the container of the uncontainable God. St. Nikolai Velomirovich, in that homily that I mentioned earlier, he describes succinctly what it means to be one whose heart is ready. He said, what does the readiness of the human heart mean? To follow with joy the will of God and not to have an internal conflict in relation to one's own thoughts and desires. That's what a heart that is ready is. One who joyfully follows the will of God and there's no more conflict inside between what I want and what God's will is. The Panagia, she cleansed her soul and, and made herself ready, her heart ready, so she became, like St. Paul said in his epistle, sanctified, useful for the master, prepared for every good work. And what a great work she had indeed. We too, as Christians, are called to bear God within us, like Panagia. St. Simeon, the new theologian, says that we are to become Theotoki. This is plural for Theotokos. We are to become those who bear God. St. Maximus the Confessor said, just as the Theotokos bore God physically, we too are to become bearers of God spiritually. Panagia was made worthy to contain the uncontainable. We also are called to this. God desired this from the beginning, but we weren't able to receive him. And now that Panagia has become the vessel of our grace, we also are called and able to receive Christ in ourselves. Unfortunately, we cannot hold him because we're not cleansed and our container has so many holes and openings for other things besides Christ. 
those cares of life, the worries of the world. And we leave ourselves open to the evil one to trample down our hedges and to steal our beauty because we have so many distractions, so many thoughts, so many desires that are not focused on Christ. We are like those in the parable. So how can we come like the Theotokos, the container of the uncontainable? We must make our hearts ready. Like King David. And how did King David come to Psalm 56, where he says, my heart is ready? Through Psalm 50. It is through repentance that we make our heart ready. St. Nikolai Vilimirovich, in that homily that I mentioned, once more he describes three aspects of a ready heart. He says, ready heart means a heart pure from pride humbled before the majestic power of the wisdom of God. So number one, a ready heart is pured from pride. Ready heart means a heart that has been emptied of all worldly desires and delusions. A heart that is not concerned about the things of the world. And number three, a ready heart means a heart healed of all worries, fears, and anxieties, reassured and strengthened by the presence of God's grace. So no more pride emptied of worldly cares and delusions and distractions, and a heart that is healed of all worries, fears, and anxieties. It's a very simple, straightforward path. But then we say, well, how do we do all of that? It's easy. We repent. We repent. We see those three things in our lives, and every time we see them, we repent. Every time that I have a little thought of, oh, I'm so great, I'm so wonderful. That was so benevolent that I did that for that person. I say, Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And any time that I get swirled around by all the different things going on in my life and I'm too busy to pray, Lord, have mercy. Like I said last week, that beautiful quote from Elder Sergei, I become asphyxiated spiritually when I'm worried about the cares of life. I am no longer breathing in my soul. And likewise, as is prone for all of us in this day and age, we have worries and fears and anxieties. So we repent of those. We offer those to God. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me again and again. And see, through this, our heart is made ready. Our heart is cleansed, and we've become that useful vessel. So every time that you fall to these, the pride the worldly cares, the worries and anxieties and fears, repent. God himself will cleanse you, and to him be glory. Amen.